Hello and welcome to The Lost Art. I am Gar and I'm here with Paul. 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 Um, this Hel- is Helmet from the Nerdy Podcast. Yeah, Helmet from the Nerdy Podcast. <laughs> I've grown Gar. up now. Yeah, we're together. Together at last. We formed a tag team. Um, so we had this idea for this podcast ages ago. And basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to, uh, every couple of weeks we're going to do a podcast and we're going to pick X amount of songs and we're going to talk about those songs and why they are important either to the world or to us. And we are going to create a Spotify playlist to go with those songs. So you're going to have a podcast to listen to and then you're going to have a Spotify playlist attached to that podcast. The link to that will be in the text on any of the uh, social media posts or hopefully in the body of the actual feed for the podcast themselves. In the body. In the body. Straight to the fucking body, lad. So, we have recorded one episode already, but it was more of an introduction. Yeah. Um, this will be our first actual show with content. We now, think that we think they'll have themes to playlists. Yeah. This first one does, anyway. Yeah, what's the theme for this one? Irish songs, what we like. Irish songs, what we like. What's songs the- from Ireland. Yeah. Whatever genre you want. Yeah, every well, year, and we also we, we we tried to stay away from like U two and yeah. Tin Lizzy and like the, the big well known bands. I mean, there's definitely some of the bands that we picked are definitely well known, but they're a little bit more kind of. At least the songs might be. Yeah, there's a couple of big hitters in mind, but the songs might not be as well known. Yeah, well, that's important. But tell you what, you go first. Give me your first one. Give me your first song. First one is your first song. You your made me band. the thief of your heart by Sinead O'Connor. All right, the one from In the Name of the Father. It's a name. Do you remember it's a that? Father. No. It's deadly. It's a good. Yeah, it has Bono. Bono wrote it. Sorry, Gavin really? Friday as well, I think. It's that conglomerate of lads. I wanted to pick a song that she wrote, but I also wanted to pick the best song the she song? sang. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. so it was like Prince and Bono. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fucking, it's an unbelievable song. It's off in the name of the father, so mm-hmm. it's uh has the video directed by Neil Sheridan, the, the fellow who directed that movie, Neil, Neil, Neil Sheridan, Neil Jordan Sh- Sheridan, whatever his name is, yeah. I can't remember these things, yeah, so it's, it's just, a music podcast, it's just one of those things, yeah, not a film, podcast. Not a film. We, do, we do that on Tuesdays, don't be judging on us, yeah, so it's a deadly song, it has that big crescendo in the middle with all the fiddles and the things, when bands kick into a crescendo, it's normally a heavy guitar, just kicks in with all the Irish instruments, it just sounds fucking great. My favourite song of horse isn't horse song either she's only a guest on it it's that uh, Ian Brown illegal attack song oh yeah that's just bananas it's not Mass Attack no it's um, Ian Brown at all. doing illegal, illegal attacks, attacks. it yeah. is you're right yeah. sorry it's, it's bananas one. it's bananas special right. cases she does not Mass Attack yeah it's just outrageous the, the, it's a great song the way the orchestra is laid out and the way everything everything kind of panned perfectly and I'd I, I, be honest with you I'm not a Stone Roses fan and I'm not an Ian Brown fan I don't dislike him yeah I just see that monotone yeah, uh, that kind of stuff doesn't do very much for me. They don't have to be belting out at top speed, but that kind of, <laughs> you know, like fucking arms longer than their knees, wearing yeah. Adidas shell suits. Kind of. I think his debut album is better than anything the Stone Roses ever did. I yeah. love it. It's I, weird. I never got the, uh, the the absolute hero worship. I don't with loads of these people. But Stone Roses. I don't get it. I think a lot of people like talking about Stone Roses because they were important at the time. Um. More than they were good. That might be a controversial opinion. Mm, they were just festivally music for people at that time. It was perfect for them. Cans of fucking, like, dark berry cider or whatever. Yeah. In a field. They even had that then? I'm sure they did. Definitely Gar- had alcohol pops. Oh, remember all that. Fat frogs and all. Woodies. All that. Oh, woodies. <laughs> I think the first drink I ever had in my life was a, a bottle of woodies. The red one, I think. Oh, grimness. 
Mine, mine was probably Dutch Gold. I definitely was not listening to uh, the Stone Roses when I drank a can of Woody's or a bottle of Woody's. Most certainly not. What's your What's your first song? My first song is uh, a band I know next to nothing about. Absolutely next well, to nothing. I'll ask you. Grill it on. You should. You should absolutely grill me on it. And it's a band called Stand. Yeah. And uh, I know of them, but yeah, I do not know much of their stuff. The, the first song um, of their debut album their debut album is called Correspondent and the first song is called Hang Me and uh, I heard it through a friend of mine a million years ago they had a CD of this uh, Irish band I didn't, I didn't even know they were Irish um, I just thought this was really kind of cool alt rocky kind of 90s jangly rock type of stuff yeah. and uh, incredibly well written it's real simple it's more of a it's, it's almost pop you know like there's there's not not a lot going on in there, but for some reason it just resonated with me. Now I would sometimes simple is the best. I would know what I mean. Exactly. I Meat would, and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I would put dollars of donuts that there's better songs on the album, but because that's the first one. But this is I about heard, you. This yeah. isn't about the best ones. Exactly. Because otherwise we'll have people going. Ah, you shouldn't have put that song on. You shouldn't have put this song. Like that's what you put on your we're, playlist. We're also here to uh, take your input. We will take your input, yeah, and we we might just just won't listen to it. Like, we we we'll might take listen it. to it. We'll take the it. odd time. We'll also, be taking uh, maybe ideas for playlists. Absolutely. If somebody has an idea for a cool a cool playlist or a cool uh, podcast that's worth talking about, yeah, absolutely, let us know. Um, um, but yeah, stand. I know nothing about them. I tried uh, the last couple of days when we came up with the theme for this podcast. I went looking online for information. <laughs> I know they started a, a new band. A couple of the guys started a new band. Um, after life, me. What uh, was that called? Em- Empire Circus. All right. Empire Circus, name of the new band, and they Those had their own music words. school somewhere in really? Dublin as well. Yeah, I think they moved to New York in the nineties, and they signed a big contract with I think Diageo to produce music for ads for Harp and Guinness and stuff like that in the states. Now I think they only broke up officially in two thousand and ten. Now this is me. This is me scouring the bottom of the barrel. I'm forgetting it and trying to remember it. <laughs> and they put out a couple of albums. The only one I know is that correspondent album. I've never seen any of them anywhere else. I will most certainly go looking through Spotify and YouTube and wherever else I can find. Not iTunes anymore, thank God. That's dead. Yeah, um, what the fuck? Good. It was a bag of shite. Yeah, From the, the day it came out, it didn't make any sense. Did you ever open it by accident? Yeah, and it oh. takes like an hour to open it. It's that synchronising libraries. Ah, it was an awful piece of shit. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to go looking for more stand stuff. But uh, yeah, hang me off the album correspondence. Um, it just reminds me of uh, a particular time in my life, and uh, I forgot about it until about four years ago when I was camping, and for some reason I was able to get 3G on my phone, and I don't know we were talking about Irish bands, and the name Stand came into my head. And I went looking for it and I found the album cover that I remembered and just put it on and listened to it on the side of the mountain. And that's how it popped back into my head yeah. after many, many years. So that's my first choice. And you feel a little bit patriotic. A little bit patriotic. Now, listen, no. the internet could let me down. These lads could be Welsh. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're Irish. Like I said, it's Is hard it stand to find. or stand? Just stand. Yeah. Just stand. I'm pretty sure they were Irish. I'm almost saying. <laughs> so so You've fucked up this playlist no, already. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 99.9% sure that they're, 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 they're dubs. And what's your, what's your second one? It is a Cranberry song, even okay. though Cranberries are also massive. It's Ridiculous Thoughts because I think it's the most underrated song with them. Yeah. It's an early song off No Need to Argue. Mm. And it has Elijah Wood in the video. Get the fuck. No, as a little kid. Frodo. Yeah, he's very young. Well, I'd say he's about 11 or 12, isn't he? 
He's running around. Could be early he's running around. They mm. could have got him over. I don't know. But either way, it's a super fucking underrated song. And it's really, uh, it's one of those haunting cranberry songs. Mm. A lot of songs are haunting. Very but, much. But there's something about this one that I never hear it anywhere. So that I had almost forgotten about it after not listening to it for years. And is it kind of up-tempo or is it like no, a slow or kind of uh, ballad type of thing? It's just one of those pushing along rock songs, mm. but it's it's all it sounds like it's in minor keys and stuff like that. And um, I couldn't couldn't remember for years when I stopped listening to them and I started listening to fucking like more Slayer and shit like that. You forget to listen to the Cranberries, and it was about I'd say maybe five years ago. A hook from it popped into my head, and I had to scour through all the albums to get this one because it's not. I don't think ridiculous thoughts is, but it is a big song though because it's early, but no one really remembers that. No one asked for that when we're DJing. Mm. Never that song. And it's, uh, it's my favourite one and it's banger. Hmm. Dare. Well, it's on the playlist now for everybody to uh, appreciate, isn't yes, it? Yes, it will. What's your, um, next one? before, they were just talking about like Frodo being in that, in her, mm. in the Cranberries video. I'm rewatching Oz at the moment. Jesus, it's a hard watch. That's grim as fuck, but I'm rewatching Oz. But what's real fucked up is that, you know, the way they do the flashbacks to like prisoner number 84610 yeah. and they do the flashback that the crime they committed to get yeah. sent to Oz. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <coughs> in one of them. It was a bit like uh, Six Feet Under, except yeah. in prison. Yeah. They didn't die. But in every episode, there was at least one or two of these flashbacks to some, some prisoner being sent um, being sent to uh, jail and the crime they committed. And in one of them, and it must be one of his first ever roles, is Peter Dinklage being thrown off a building. By a Latino gangster. Jesus. Yeah. And like, there's no credit, no nothing. He's in it for like four seconds, and that's it. It's just him being thrown off a building, and this really crap kind of dwarf dummy, like spinning through the air, and then a shot of him lying on the ground, covered in fake blood. So he just oh reminded me God. of that there. I forgot all about it. So my next choice um, is Cry Before Dawn. I had them on my list, so yeah. I have to take them off because we, we were saying we didn't want to have. The same band Double on it down. twice. Yeah. So your Cry Before Dawn song was different to mine, but your yeah. one is... My, my Cry Before Dawn song is a Witness for the World. And... I think I'd know if I heard it, but it's one of those that won't come into my head now. Absolutely it won't. Know it. I had Gone Forever, because I'm mad basic. Yeah. Gone Forever is a good song. It's, it's a banger. Yeah. It's not going to make it onto the list now. Let's put it this way. If you go on to, uh, you go on to Spotify, Gone Forever is number one, and I think Witness for the World is another, either th- two or three. Yeah. Let's put it that way, right? I, I didn't dig that deep. Like... I, <laughs> I didn't get the Balrog of uh, a Cry Before Dawn songs. Uh, but Winners for the World is just perfect little pop, again, jingly jangly song. Perfect. One of those. Uh, nearly all my songs are very nostalgic because there's, there's something about, um, for me, growing up in the 80s, there was like this big, um, big kind of resurgence of, of Irish bands in like the late 80s and early 90s. Where yeah. They were everywhere and they were all over the radio and everybody was YouTube. proud. It has to be you too. That got it going again. It has to be. Just to, just to hunt for it. People yeah. hunt out stuff. Well, it's just Ireland, the, it's not sure. It's not dirt anymore. <laughs> and um, the bombs are gone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's something about a lot of these, uh, the bands I picked and the songs I picked were uh, just, could have, would have been on radio and would have been songs that my father listened to or uncles listened to, you know, in the car, it was on the radio, would have been torn up, that type of thing. So yeah, Witness uh, witness to the World by Cry Before Dawn. Um, I actually have a copy, I have a copy of that album on vinyl somewhere on. I think is that the one with Gone Forever on it as well I think it's on it as well yeah <coughs> I think so they must only have a, a max, max three albums I think so yeah I don't, I don't know how long the, the, the lads last I, I think they're still together now I'd say so but it's but, weird to hear a band like that from Wexford it's not Wexford. weird there's probably loads of them yeah I don't I doubt it I don't know it doesn't make sense but they Wexford. are yeah they are 
Oh yeah, but it does but, make but sense. That's what I'm saying. Like you, like you just think you always think Dublin, the hub of all the alternative stuff. Not even just t- t- skill wise or or uh, quality wise. Just it's easier to get out there if you're there. But yeah, they're all from Wexford. But then again, Cranberries are from uh, fucking but, Limerick. But, but think about it this way, right? Like when you say from Dublin, you don't necessarily mean the city; you mean the county, right? Yeah. But like Dublin City is such a big part of the county, and we're certain there's loads of buses and there's trains, and like, even if you lived on the outskirts of. The, the county of Dublin. Like, it's still handy to get into town and, you know, get into studios and stuff like that. When you're talking about like Wexford, you're talking about like Wexford town, you're talking about Cahar, you know, like, like, it's a big enough old county as well. Like. Yeah. So, like them, these lads come out of, and they're writing bangers. Yeah. So, did I, I, don't, I don't understand. I'm not saying that, like, people from Wexford live in caves. That's far from what I'm saying. Why did you like, say that then? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I always, but when, when, especially of, of that era, you know, like Dublin wouldn't necessarily be like a yeah. major. We sound like such Dubliners now. I can't believe cool shit comes out of a big field outside Dublin. Every, everywhere is better than Dublin. Let's be, it is. Let, let's be honest. Dublin's it a is. fucking hellhole. But um, it just even back then, like how did how did the bands like? It was incredibly difficult for bands from Dublin. That's what I'm saying. They weren't based in Dublin, so they weren't kicking off gigs yeah. easy. They just drove back down to Bear yeah. to the only gigs. That, yeah, yeah, two and a half hours, probably less. Probably not fucking motorway back then. Proper motorway. So it would be national. I was could have taken three, four fucking hours at that stage. Like I don't, I don't understand. But yeah, that uh, Witness of the World is a is a stone cold killer. Uh, like Gone Forever savage, but for some reason Witness yeah. the World just kind of. Well, it's good to not pick the obvious down. ones. I just thought picking Crabby Far Dawn in general wasn't even it. A fucking obvious thing, which Listen, is so high five both of us. I got cry before dawn and tears for fears mixed up as the same band. Jesus, for about fifteen years, for real. For real. I was going around telling people that uh, <laughs> tears for fears were from Wexford for ages. Just two of them got mashed together in my head. Oh, that, that makes no sense. I know what it makes sense. I know, me, but sometimes we can one, one little mishearing just of a something little, or a yeah, kid or just or it could be a piece of artwork the same album Anything. and then you're set off for off. 10 years of yeah. getting that wrong yeah. and looking like an absolute sap I have a million on them <laughs> that's the way my brain works as well do you know what it is my brain rushes to join the solve, dots, solve yeah. puzzles and join the dots that it skips over massive differences mm. with things yeah so mm. that's uh, I still also have that brain wait what's your next one my next one is we don't need nobody else by whipping boy whipping boy yeah yeah, I was, I was thinking about We don't need nobody else. I was thinking about Whipping Boy. I was going to put Tripped on it, but I actually think overall We Don't Need Nobody Else is the one I want mm. on it. Yeah. It's weird. It's an alternative rock song, but also by the end of it, it could be sung in a stadium. Mm. An anthem, a football song, a sports song. We don't need nobody Cause Would it be a Bowes song or a Shamrock Rock or something? No, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Absolutely no. It's weird. A lot of people don't like Whipping Boy because he talks for most of the song and usually gives a bit of an attempt to sing mm. a parts. And it's not really... Singing isn't really Whipping Boy thing. Mm. It's more of just really super interesting and very honest lyrics. Mm. Spoken. It's almost po- poetry. Poetry, like. yeah, yeah. And, uh, Musical poetry. I haven't listened to Whipping Boy in years, actually. In that's, off, uh, that's off the Heartworm album. Which we all That's remember. That's one. From yeah. 1995, yeah, I think. I it was. That, right. It's a good album. That was it huge. Is. That came out. It was very yeah. important. Like, every muso in, in, in fucking Ireland was buying copies of it, yeah. talking about it. Everybody. It just has loads of confidence. Mm. He's singing like mad shit. Mm. A lot of songs about domestic abuse. And she's like, well, I think I'm just going to stab in the dark and say something about that. 
Is it, no, it sounds like Sonomar, but he's, it's just the way he's talking. It just sounds like he's almost starting off as a radio interview, but it's a big, deadly song. Yeah. It's just talking through a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But it, it's very anthemic by the end. Mm. I like it. What's your next one? My next one is... What will I pick from my list here? I will pick The Frames, and the song is God Bless Mom. God Bless Mom! And Wheelands and yeah. Mundy and all them. Um, anyway, don't don't against frames. I, yeah, I, I, for years I thought this was on the force of the second album. It's not. It's, it's way off. Um, God Bless Mom is just a killer little song. It's um, another jingly jangly. The Irish are very good at jingly jangly kind of alt pop rock. Aren't they though? Yeah. Very good at it. Um, another jingly jangly kind of framesy song. It's not as heavy as like... Like Revelay or any of those kind of big bangers. Yeah. Um, it's just super, super catchy. It's so, and it's got, he's got this like a weird, um, kind of like tremolo effect on his voice while he's singing the verse of it as well. That gives it this real kind of subversive feel, or it doesn't feel like it could ever be released as like a, uh, like a big, not necessarily a radio banger, like, but it could never be on an ad. A huge song, you know. <laughs> There's bits of it that could be, but the, with the effects on the voice and all, it was. It's an interesting song. I like a lot of frame stuff. And uh, so this one, they were a bit more alternative. Well, they were always rare. It's only him is on his own that's more of a singer song already. Yeah, played, isn't it? yeah. I, like, I don't think I've ever heard a, a solo Glenn song. I haven't even heard that. I haven't even watched once, so I don't even know what that singer. You would have definitely that heard that song from the. Would I? A hundred percent. If someone was played off you, like, oh yeah, yeah. The one he asked won an Oscar for. Yeah, I know he won an Oscar. He's an Oscar. He does have an Oscar, and he sounds. I have to say, is he? You sound as a pound there. Tips well. Tips oh, yeah. well. Just like knocking on the pub door about four o'clock in the morning though, looking for points. He loves that. Give me a yeah. pint. Yeah, you're a big fan of that. With about 40 people behind him. He probably, didn't, he probably just followed him there. He probably didn't even know no, him. No, just bring, you just have a posse. Um, oh, lovely right. fella. Uh, yeah, so, uh, The Frames, God Bless Mom. I'm glad there's a frame song on the list. bothers me though, that it's called God Bless Mom, and not God Bless, like Mom. Ma. Or yeah, mom. mom will be. Mom is a good, nice one down the middle. Yeah. What I use, mom. mom. I want to slap British people to call their mother. Mom. I don't think even he does that. I think he just has this heart set on. Yeah, the American angle. Unless that's uh, it's irony. He's singing about. Is there Maybe. something about America in it? Or I think so. It's literally no. about his ma, like. Yeah. Mom. mom, mom is worse. M- mom, or is it? I never. No, heard. mom is worse. Mom and mom are just. There's no place for them in this country. At least. Mum is English and it bleeds over sometimes with English people with English mas or you might have read the bean I was a child you know what I mean and you maybe gave it a shot I'm pretty sure I read the bean or dandy and tried to call me ma mum once and she looked at me weird and that was the end of it yeah don't ever 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 call me that again we having egg and chips for dinner mum you know that type of shit some spotted dick exactly some spotted dick no we're not <laughs> some Yorkshire puddings no my ma kill me if I, well she wouldn't kill me if I called her mum she'd just look at me yeah, yeah I would feel weird yeah to call their boy a name. Yeah, when you hear people call your, your ma boy or your ma's name, you don't even know who they're talking about. Weird. Yeah. No, well, no, no, they walk into the gaff and they're like, all right, Deborah. They're like, like, who? What? Did you just call your ma boy her name? Yeah. That's real weird. Did you divorce her or something? I know a few people that do it. Yeah. No, I can't do it. And now, a lot of people do it ironically. Yeah. Like, you know. Do they? As I walk in as a joke and say it, like, but a name. It's a crap joke. Yeah, it's not, it's just crap. It's not even a joke, is no. it? Hello, Mary. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, Mary. Why are you calling me Mary? Oh, that's what I get. Yeah. And I kept it, then I get clatter. It's it my one age I am. Yeah. So no. No, that's weird. Ooh. No. What's your next one? This is a 
bonus track. Bonus track. Off an album All that right. I think is the best song on the album. Or is it, can you consider it? Yeah, it is on it. It's just a bonus track. Mm-hmm. It's Jack L. Mm-hmm. His first album of his own songs, mm. Metropolis Blue, which yep. is doing a 30 year anniversary. Is that 30 ago. years old? No, sorry, tw- 20. Oh, right, that's more. 99? Yeah, 20. Fuck me, it's sorry, yeah. shit on me now. Shit. Jesus Christ. Metropolis Blue was an unreal album, man. I fucking, yeah. I remember I get, getting it. I was working in Golden this at the time and I just saw it and I was like, he looks like he's young and he's in the Irish section. He looks like the devil. He did look like the devil yeah. a little bit, yeah. He still yeah. does actually. He looks, actually, he looks way more like the devil now. His first album, Wax, wasn't mad about it because it's all covers of Jack Brown and possibly mm. Scott Walker. I don't know. So it's just Jack Brown, maybe. He always looked like a, like a cross between Frankenstein and the devil, like the 1950s rockabilly devil. Yeah. That's what he looked like. He does. Like one of them like, paintings by Coop, you know, there's all the like fucking like hot rod paintings and stuff. That's what he looks like. He does. I mean, it should look like he should be wearing way more leather jackets. Yeah. But he's a suit man. Yeah. A suit man, yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon he like, has like, the, the suits with the big tails on them? Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. I'm, I'm sur- certainly I've se- seen him in them. I've never seen him live. I've seen him live three times, I yeah. think. Good. He's amazing live. He's incredible. And he's pl- he's, he's one of the hardest workers. He's selling no gigs in uh, England all the time. Mm. You know, when pe- you know when people like up and down like in big venues and he's yeah. playing with, plays with Jill, Jill's Holland a lot. All right. Because um, he never stopped working. Never stopped yeah. working and working. But that Metropolis Blue album, I swear to God, the first time I heard it, I was like, it's, it was those parts of it that sound like alternative rock mm. and it's croonery mm. and it's just real it's very sexy <laughs> but this uh, this song is called Taste of Fall and it's the first bonus Taste of Fall oh, yeah right. I like the season I think so it has to be because fall doesn't there we go like. again is mum and fall and we don't really have a fall here but I remember like the first time I got this album, I don't think Taste of Fall was on it. I think it was, I think... Some deluxe repackaging. I, I, I owned the album twice. I can't remember what happened to the first one. I could be wrong. Taste of Fall could have always been on it. Mm. It's a bonus song, but it kicks. It's just, I don't It seems like they spent a whole lot of money mm. on all the orchestra, orchestration of it and all. It's really high tempo and it's really fast and it goes really high. And it's really sore and mm. epic. One of those big epic songs. I can see why it doesn't fit on the album because it's too big mm. of a song. So he stuck it on the end. But it's absolutely, it just has everything. Lovely mm. little piano. I've never heard it. I don't know anything about it. I can't imagine even a lot of Jack L fans might not know it. It's because it's, a lot of people don't know a lot of stuff off of Metropolis Blue, I think. Because mm. now he's singing much more easy, easy to, easier to listen to yeah. stuff. But it's weird that I want to put a Jack L song. More, Sorry, it's, it's not weird that I want, yeah, it's not weird that I want to put a Jack L song on it, but I had to. There's loads of ones I could put on that people would instantly go, like, oh, I either know that or else, oh, that's yeah. nice. But there's something about this song, and this is my list, and really our list, is my choice in our list. So fuck you, you know. So like fuck it. it, Taste of Fall has got on that, and it's a big, big song. It's a very big song. Okay. Right, <laughs> my next one is, uh, it's uh, the band are Ash, who I know everybody Ash. knows, and the song is Kung Fu. And again, I know they're better songs, but for some reason, Kung Fu is just a little belter of a song. So there's no point of us making the best of lists. No, there's no point. These are our choices. Yeah. But like, I, like, and we'll have to do another one of these, I'm thinking. The more you think about it, like I struggled to cut that list down. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think but I anyway. struggled to fill it. Did you? I <laughs> will then. Yeah, but that, that's because I had like fucking 10 minutes to do it. Last. Yeah. Um, but Kung Fu... He means he had loads of time and it's considered and he wants you to be interested I've been in busy. <laughs> I've been busy. Um, yeah, Ash um, from the North. Uh, this... Uh, when they first came out, they had a like girl, girl from Mars and um, 
It's grand. It's, 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 over, it's overplayed, though. You know yeah, what I mean? It was. It's, just, it, it's dead. Kung Fu was nearly as overplayed. Is that off the album afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. I think I know the song you're talking and, about. Uh, it's, it's, it's a song about Jackie Chan and Kung Fu. Literally, it's about Kung Fu. And it's just this killer little high-tempo punk rock kind of garage song. And it's perfect. It's perfect. I don't want... I don't like my Ash to have orchestras and strings in a... Like you are a shining light. Oh, Does that have it in a Look, they're they're not called nuclear sounds that I liked as well, and that was where it started getting maybe a little bit more kind of proggy, a little bit more advanced away from the tree card kind of, um, uh, kind of punk rocky mm. um, roots. And as far as I'm concerned, it should just stop there because they weren't the greatest of anything. Yeah, they, I know what you're saying. But they had this, like, they found this lovely middle ground there where they were just firing on all cylinders for a while. Yeah, there's and, lots of energy. Yeah, it's just, and now that, it's hard to look at lads who are probably fucking 50 years of age just banging out songs called A Girl From Mars, little tree, tree yeah. hard punk fucking songs, you know? Such a, such a garage song, like, written in there, written in the sheds. I'm 15. Absolute shed I'm song. 15 and I've got a fucking, I'm left-handed and I've got a right-handed Fender Square and I've just reached from it backwards. Do you know what I mean? The strap is digging into me and it's up. I'm using the Grolsch buckle or a new yeah, rock, or exactly. a new rock yeah. yoke off me yeah. thing on it. Playing through a practice amp, you yeah. know, and some half a drum kit you found the bin. Like, that's perfect to start off with and you obviously have to advance past that. But there comes a, comes a time where the band just hits a little pinnacle for me. Yeah. And that again, that's a personal choice. The band should always keep going in the direction they want to go in and keep getting bigger and better and advancing they and should trying have. new things. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I have to follow them into that fucking... No. Into that garage. No. You know what I mean? And I almost feel like <coughs> they... Silverchair did, did the right way for the most part in that sense. They started off very young, very naive music at the start. Although it was still quite... More, it was less fun than mm. than that. But then they, they did really kind of go up their own arse with that uh, Beatlesy album. They came yeah. with a comeback Beatles album. No, no. Beatlesy thing. It's a very Beatlesy esque. I think that was just his solo album that he went. Do you know what? I want more money, so I'll call it. Yeah. Uh, thing. What bands? Fucking. Banana, bananas in pajamas. Bananas in pajamas. Yeah. Nirvana in pajamas. Nirvana. Fuck. In that would have been better if I had got that right. That's Nirvana in pajamas. Is what they were called. <laughs> I always. Drew a line between them and Ash, not drew a line, but like kind of so put them in the same thing. Yeah. And they started off with those songs, but then Silverchair went off to make better music. I think than Ash did. Ash kind of started to sound very commercial, didn't it? Did of course, did it? Of course it did. I mean, once something gets big, it's, it's over. Yeah, it's they can go. Do you want to go back to shit guitars, or do you want to go to endorsements where you literally get to walk <laughs> into a shop and go, "Give that." that yeah, that. Actually, that's one just of, a small part. One of the of best before. stories I ever heard was a, a band. I know you're not mad into them. Um, I'm on the fence I think they have some great stuff some terrible stuff and uh, no effects um, actually uh, I have more respect for them than most other people in their genres yeah. musically I, know, I like his voice you know what man punk, pop punk I can get boy if the voice is manageable yeah and his is very manageable yeah he's got, because it's it's different it's, a little bit lower works. same with Descendants like, it's a bit lower but he's got um, they done an album and uh, they were after being they were huge they fucking sold millions of albums they were on the crest of this whole big kind of Offspring, Smash Screen, Day Dookie. Yeah. And they re- released a bunch of albums, making mad money. He opened the record label. I was going to show you. And they decided one day that they wanted to go back to their roots. So they walked around with nothing. They walked around to a recording studio around the corner from them, walked in and found some little 
gang of fucking like 17 year old ki- kids recording a little punk rock demo in the studio went into them said like we'll give you a couple of fucking grand just to jump in and use all your gear as is right now and they jumped in and just like live mic everything up played through their shitty guitars shitty amps shitty kits shitty everything and just had like whatever 10 11 songs kind of written probably half banging around their head not even fleshed out yeah just recorded the fucking thing and released it you know and it's just a cool little idea and it yeah it is good because it brought them back to where they originally came from you can yeah remember that Um, yeah Ash that's my uh, second last one what's yours mine is an Aslan song oh shit son I forgot about fucking Aslan do you know why I didn't forget about them because the song I always play by Aslan and people always walk up to me and go that's fucking deadly what's that is that the cult because because you know it wasn't Ian Asprey you know it's not the cult but the song is very culty it's off I think it's off Charlie Moonhead it's called Games and it is actually a genuinely brilliant Aslan song now I'm not saying I like Aslan but it's not something like around saying loud because you don't want to get caught in a conversation with someone who was one of those Aslan fans because Aslan are like they're like like the another Tin Lizzy where everybody Everybody you talk to was over a certain age grew up with somebody mad yeah, man or so to get you his drum kit. So you're just not, yeah, you're just not going <sighs> to throw it around. Something about happens when I DJ with this song. I played it in here a lot. Mm. Even Gav turned around and was like, who's this? It's just, it's it's quite a dark rock song. Mm. Drives along nicely. And then the chorus is huge. Mm. Really, really catchy. Some of the lyrics are not... Mm, nah, uh, not known for that. Uh, uh, not yeah. Not for that, no. That's but by the end of it, you're just like fuck man he, his voice for rock he's bananas oh my god he has a bananas voice he's absolutely outrageous like it's so unique as well you'd know him yeah. straight off the bat yeah. as well he's just got this like warbly kind of shake in his voice that's yeah. like it's natural it's not put on and because of that it, yeah. every song gets its own little twinge of it you know yeah so mm. this sounds it sounds a little bit like it could be a cult song mm. or someone along those lines it is a heavier alternative alternative rock song it's a heavy heavy-ish rock song I think hmm. I don't know how you'd fucking classify it really to be honest my favourite Aslan song is not an Aslan song no is it Wonder Covers it's a boys own song Aslan do a cover of Too Late for Hallelujah and it's honestly honestly I promise you this right now <laughs> if you stick around I'll play it for you later I promise you right now why didn't you stick it on the list hey <laughs> it's honestly one of the greatest things you've ever heard I promise you it's not on Spotify it was like a charity yeah thing. yeah it's absolutely everybody right now stop listening to this pause go to YouTube no because they'll get they'll get rab- rabbit hole and they won't no, come back to the okay. podcast no because we're, we're going to lead them down the Aslan rabbit hole two Aslan songs for a price of one no, go to this YouTube. is a good one I want them to listen to they're this they're going to listen to that as well that's an easy that's one the thing, well. that's right. the easy one but go and listen Aslan too late for hallelujah you'll find it on YouTube I'm telling you right now 10 out of 10 killer what album is yours off? Yeah, Goodbye Charlie Moonhead. Goodbye Charlie Moonhead. It's, it is. It's very dark. It's very culty. It's very good. I, um, I kind of lost track of Aslan um, after... Jesus, what's the album? When I was a young fan, they were so big. They were like the next great hope. Well, they, they were going to be. They yeah. went to America and it would have been, they easily would have been big yeah. if it wasn't for um, too, much it co- gear, it? too much cough medicine. Yeah. It was Clubber got a hold of him, yeah. Right, was, it, was it just him or a few of them? I, I think it, I think it was Coke at the start. Oh, yeah, it was fucking wasn't Coke at the end of it. I don't think. No, but what I'm saying is, like, I think that they got over there and the record producers was like, "Here, have a bowl of that." Yeah, but that's yeah, isn't now. Every bleeding album is. No, absolutely. Before like 2000 and fucking 
2003. I'm calling it 2003. Every album for 2003 is made of cocaine. Like it has to be. That's how it got how it got yeah. made. You know. Um. But yeah. I lost. What's the one where it's uh, it's like the like kid kid's hand. The album or the the album. Yeah. I can't fucking remember. Keep the faith or something. Yeah, talk about the guy holding the kid. No, that's that's another one. There's that's one two things holding hands. I'll figure it out. Um, got this from my own little reconnaissance for later. They are a very, very, very underrated band. But between people, sorry, that we know. Yes. Like, that, that, like putting Asla on a list like this, have a lot of people going, fuck that. It's just... They're it's, a super divisive band. They are. When we were kids, when we were younger, and Aslan were going to be huge, they had a particular element of, like, fucking, kind of, inner city working class people that were their fans, and they were their, that they were their fucking choir, you know, that sang their praises. And then... It got to the point where they, Aslan, like they disappeared for a while, and what what was ha- there was weird stuff happening where Aslan would play the three arena, and then two days later they play like the bottom of the hill pub in Fingless. Yeah, well they ha- they have they have that like they have a front because obviously because they're from there they will always yeah. do that like little like it is yeah I know what it's, you mean. But, but I was getting to that stage yeah. where they were getting so. But there were every two weeks there was an Aslan gig in some pub. I know, yeah. And then twice a year there'd be a big giant, big giant Aslan. The gig. Aslan party. Yeah, gig, yeah, exactly. So, like, they they divided a lot of people because nobody knew what to make of them. It was like, are they it fucking, is, yeah. Are they going for it or not? Are they? Are they? Are Angel they going Ali, for it? Are they Angel <laughs> Ali? Are they? You know, like, which which direction are they going? Yeah. Like, I can, I can oh, well, never the, dr- the drugs did fuck them up, and uh, I think he held his hands up. I oh, he does. It was yeah. Mostly him yeah. say that, that. But uh, the other guys in the band, Joe Jewell and stuff like that. I can't remember. There's, there's some of the guitar stuff they were coming out with, and mm. even. Probably still. A lot of it's kind of smitsy, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely has an element yeah. of that. Definitely has an yeah. element of the smitsy. There's, there's definitely that um, that particular kind of tone, you know, that weird guitar tone. Um, yeah. That Johnny Marathon that runs through a lot of that. The, stuff. the production on Charlie Moonhead is great. It's a good rock album. It is just a very good rock there album. Was, there was a couple of studios in Dublin in the kind of late 80s to the mid 90s that were just whopping out bangers. Yeah. Just whopping out absolute monsters. Now, I don't know. Whether it was like the, the, maybe it was like two or three producers or two or three studios that just had it locked down, they had a system from they figured it out over the years. This is how you make a kick drum sound good, yeah. and this is how you mix it with the bass, and this is how you mix it with the guitar, and this is how you pan it. And I don't know whether they were just doing that magic brush kind of auto wizard fix to a lot of the albums. <laughs> a, a lot of the albums coming out of that period did sound the same, but they all sound fucking killer. Yeah, they were so full. They were yeah. so full because um, it would have been tape as well. It's not digital back then, so everyone had to be. Even if you, if you stick on like a like there is on this playlist, Cry Before Dawn, Aslan, yeah. and Whipping Boy, they do. You know what the sounds you're talking about? Yeah. It's almost not mixed very high. Yeah, it's everyone's real subtle, real subtle yeah, and low, yeah. but it's uh, but like a it's fat. It, yeah. yeah, it's really fat it's, and yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's that real. It's just smelling nineties off it. Yeah, everyone's it is like, absolute it's like oily. Yeah, <laughs> but I think sometimes, you yeah, like you're saying, it wasn't too crisp. Mm. It was sort of bluntish around the edges, the mixing of it and the mastering and all mm. that. But just just put the volume up and you get all that lovely warmth. In yeah. It. Yeah, it's class. Right, what's, what's my next one? My next one is uh, The Stunning, Brewing Up a Storm. Great song. It's just... It's a fucking feel-good song. It's just Brewing Up a Storm. Top Gear, this song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just and like, you can sing it when you need to go for a show. Yeah, exactly. Or make tea. Make a tea, yeah. Oh, it has so it. many. When, when, when there's an actual storm hitting. An actual storm, bang it on, yeah. full volume. It's just a killer. It really is it's so much of a killer. fun song. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those 
uh, like I said, Top Gear songs. Like it's on like the best driving, <laughs> al- best driving album in the world, volume fucking one, two, three, four, five, yeah. all the way through fucking seventeen. It's just one of those killers, and it's it's like an immortal song. I feel I, I nearly feel bad for the stunning for writing that song. <laughs> you know, like they're not. They couldn't live up to that. How do you live up? Yeah, to it? you know what I mean. How do you live up to it? Like the stunning had a few decent songs after, but Jesus, like anything like Brewing up a storm. There was nothing there, was there? Um, well. Yeah, an emotional fish celebrate yeah. sounds a little bit like it, but it didn't get as big, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But celebrate by emotional fish is a little bit mm. to celebrate this party's over. Yeah, a little bit, and maybe some saw doctors, but I don't really rate that as the same sort of stuff. For some no. people, some people I think would saw doctors are like the barn dance version of yeah the stunning. You know? <laughs> it's only like the Vicar Street version of U2 and uh, <laughs> the Saw Doctors are the, the Baron Dance in Shalala version of the Stunning yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mind the Saw Doctors either, actually. they're grand they're whatever yeah I don't, no, I, no, I don't understand how they write songs I don't get it I don't know how how that how they write them songs or why they bought it like, but I'm, I'm happy they did do you know what I mean they're very Irish I'm on the end of, shut up that, do you ever want to sell a single outside of Ireland outside of Dublin you know what I mean what are you going to do? That's ballsy though. It's like, this is for the people. Yeah. Their biggest song is their song about a road. You know what I mean? In Ireland. What are you going to do? Yeah, but it's immortalised. I don't even know what it is. Does it exist anymore? It's just got being brought away over it now. I drive every day and I don't know the names of roads. I know the N11. Yeah, everyone knows that. And the, and the N7. The M's. N7. Yeah. I know the ones that get you out of Dublin and back into Dublin. N17 is presumably from somewhere like Galway or something, is it? I don't or, know. I tell you what I'm going to do if you keep talking there for a second. I will. I'm going to do a bit of a. I'm trying to think of your big song that goes in with them, like the Stunnings Burn Up a Storm. Well, apparently the N17 is in London, so maybe it's about. Oh shit! Maybe the lads were over there working. I'm on the N17. It's coming up as being a UK road. So forget literally everything we just said about that song. We could be wrong either. I don't know. Maybe there used to be one. Probably used to be one. Maybe they exported it to England. From the airport, yeah. Maybe the we Brits just gave it to them. Maybe the Brits, Maybe the Brits robbed it. <laughs> and the Saw Doctors are now fucking claimed as <laughs> an English it. band. Yeah, It's <coughs> just the Saw Doctors song. Who's not even on the list. I'm giving them more time than anyone else. Yeah. Oh, you saw gone over to get the N7 name back. Waterboys, you saw the whole of the moon is another ah. bit. Ah, it is. It no, is it's, a killer. It's up there. But yeah. But you, you're talking about happy big songs or just big, huge Irish songs? Rock. Hole of the Moon is a big song. Hole of the Moon. Yeah. That's, that's a massive. Oh, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's up there. That's probably the biggest. No, that's what I'm saying. But it's up there with the stunning. Yeah. But there's another uh, Frank and Walters one again. Mm. What's that big one from that? <sighs> it was recently on that show. What's that called? That's um, another, that, uh, I know the, you know the one I'm talking about? Uh, I do. And I'm Frank tell and you Walters. What it's called now. They're from Cork. They're from Cork. So all these bands apart from the stunning we're talking about have to just keep I ain't going to tell you. Uh, the name of that song is, is. After All? After All. Yeah. That's After All I Really. That's very exciting. I don't mind people singing in a bit of a, a different accent. Is it English accents? Maybe know. sometimes. As long as it's not the Sultans of Ping, I guess They're that. never getting on our list. No. It's garbage. No. Sorry. Sorry about this. Um, have you got one more left? Yes. Well, I've got one more left as well after that as well. Then we're yeah. Right. My last one is Cyclefly. Okay. Another Cork band, yeah? Yeah, Cork band. A couple of Italian lads in there, I think, mm. as well. Um, Jesus Christ, that band exploded. I remember them being huge in... Was the early 2000s? Yes. 2000s? Their first album is fucking 
Amazing. I remember billboards. I think it's called Crave, their first album. Something like that. I remember billboards being all over the place. Yeah. So they were obviously with a big label. Like, I think it's Sony or somewhere like that. So I remember seeing, you remember seeing the, like, the mad album cover with the The guy with the mask and, like, alien looking guy? That's when one of my mates, Mike, and I think was was shown to me. And we went to, every time they played, Wheelands, wherever, Mm. we'd go and see them. Cork, went to Cork a couple of times, see them. Amazing. But then, the song I picked anyway is Karma Killer, which is off their second album, the one that has Chester Bennington on it. And it's very and good. About to break. Yeah, isn't that mad though? That band. Obviously, it was probably some sort of record label deal. It's like, yeah. get us him. Because this is after Hybrid Theory came out, yeah. obviously. And for a band from Cork that came up on their second album to have Chester Bennington, mm. it's. I'm sure he's him and like I remember around that time him and Serge from System of Down were doing lots of cameos on mm. not cameos but fucking features whatever you call them lots of bars on yeah. other people's songs yeah. dropping, <laughs> dropping a few bars <laughs> on other people's songs right but I remember here. thinking just Jesus Christ like the second album came out and I had Chester Bennington on it it's getting good reviews in Kerrang and then obviously they broke up but they wouldn't have survived uh, the death of New Metal anyway, even no. though they, they were they were a bit they were a bit different than New Metal. Did they? they yeah, did anybody? That. Did they form other bands after it? Yeah, your man Declan formed a band called Human. Yeah, and uh, I went to see them live, and I didn't really like any of it. Didn't uh, you? No, I think he seemed to have that like as long as I'm there, everything would be grand. But I think he yeah, missed the, the, the instrument, the, or the, the musicians that were in Cycle Flight, mm. the Italian lads and the Irish guys were fucking brilliant. Mm. If I could remember their names, I'd be much better at this podcast. Yeah, well. But yeah, so there's this fucking band from... I was telling Lou about this. Yeah. Now, I know Lou's younger. I keep yeah. forgetting stuff like that. Yes. So she wouldn't know Cycle Flight. No. Well, even though she's from Cork. No. And I was like, and Chester Benton's on it. I had a play and she's like, Jesus Christ, that's him and all. Yeah. There he is. There's your man. There's your man. That's Chester. Yeah. And... Uh, she's Nesta. He has a very tiny bit in the song. Well, he's singing along with the rest of it, but it's only one bit where you can hear him on his own. Fucking recorded it on the Bleed Media Consent at all. Absolutely yeah. did. They probably never... Well, maybe they didn't. Me. I don't know. But uh, I just... Karma Killer is not my favourite Cycle Floyd song. Mm. But you think it's the one that deserves... But I think it's the one that deserves to go on this because just so people can go, Jesus, that's kind of... It's a kind of a, a thing. It's an anomaly. Not an anomaly that Chester Rendon is on a guy from Cork or a band from Cork, but it's just... When I tell that to some people, they kind of go... That is interesting. Mm. Maybe people won't find it interesting, in which case, just fucking skip on to Gareth. Next song! Delete it. <laughs> just unsubscribe. What's your last one? My last song is a JJ's song by Curb Dog. Yeah, I had Curb Dog and you, you bumped it out. That's fine though. But uh, JJ's song is a good song as well. It's just, it's not the most obvious song. Mm. And uh, it's still a killer. It's still a fucking killer. Again, when I was young, I didn't know them lads were, were from Kilkenny. Uh, I thought they were American. Straight up thought they were American. Yeah. Someone who torn me the right way around and said like no because the quality was so high so good recorded so, so well everything was they were an album band as well not yeah. not just the singles also, like the singles uh, like, Mexican Waves and Sally yeah Sally Sally yeah um, Severed there's a couple Severed, of is, Severed is the one I had on yeah there's, there's, there's a couple of, I think they definitely had big singles but they were definitely an album band and there was like on the tour, on the tour like, it's just perfect from start to finish. There's no and, and even the artwork looks like it should be amongst Nirvana yeah. and shit. Yeah, the, 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 like, everything itself. It's firing on all cylinders. The whole thing. The yeah. name is great. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. No, it's, it's very Amer- it's very American. Exactly. That's probably why I thought they were. When I first heard them, Curb. I was like, actually, I thought they were from England the first time I heard them. And Pat then, Dog, Pat Mudra, they yeah. should have been called. <laughs> 
I'm not even going to try to top that. Leave it at that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was, uh, I went to see them, their first reunion tour in, they must have, to be fair, I've done about 10 of them. Wasn't the one, they were doing another one. They're, 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 they're doing a gig soon. I, I went to one in the Button Factory a million years ago. I think it was the fourth reunion. Um, no, it wasn't, because the one in Fibbers was. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I was at the one in Fibbers as well. Yeah, yeah. Where the, where the, the gear, gear started failing and yeah, left, right, and yeah, center. Yeah, was that the Fibbers one? Yeah, that's right. I went to the Fibbers one and then I went to the Button Factory one. That's right. The one of Fibbers was the, was the reunion. That was like the test star for the actual tour, I think. Yeah. That one there. I remember like how that came about, that gig. Just random. No. Dave, the manager, goes, we want to get a big band in here. Like, yeah. we want to really do it. We want to push and let people know. So I think me and one of the other lads suggested Carb Dog mm. to him. I don't even know if he really was mad into Carb Dog because the other option, I think someone was saying therapy and I said... Therapy probably would have actually ended up being cheaper. They would have been cheaper. <laughs> they would have yeah. cheaper. You're trying to get Cormac Battle off the bleeding radio. Really yeah. Making proper, an actual wage. Yeah. But he, whatever, I'm not going to say what was offered, but I'd say he just went, all right. Yeah. <laughs> to the lads, what's that? That's this amount each. Yeah, sort of. Fuck it. And uh, I was downstairs for the whole fucking gig because for some reason they wanted a DJ downstairs for people didn't like point. didn't like Carb Dogs. Uh, I think fifth, tickets were 15 quid. Yeah. Uh, they had a little monitor downstairs and I just saw the band looking around at their gear a lot and I was like right then I got someone told me their gear was constantly cutting out or so, something was happening or you haven't played your amp in 15 but people said it was still good doesn't back for 15 quid having Curb Dog back it was it worked for Fibbers I think it was a good idea I don't know if they they wouldn't have recouped that money yeah. I don't think but uh, it was cool that it was done and they got mm. them over not, I wouldn't say retirement but just got them together again. I yeah. actually, one night in here, there's a fellow who drinks in there, his name's Griff, he's a lovely fellow. I'm a photographer? Yeah, yeah he's a lovely. photographer from Kilkenny, and he knows that Adam Kerb dog real well. Yeah. And he was in here having a point one night, and uh, we recorded this podcast in a pub, by the way, and um, he was in here having a point one night, and he said, listen, Gary, do me a favour, will you? Um, mate of mine showing up now in about 10 minutes, will you line up JJ's song by Kerb dog, and just when I give you the nod, put it on. And I was like, all oh, right, yeah, that's so I kind of lined it up, had it ready. So I was talking to Griff then for a second. I was like, Griff, what? You mind me asking, like, why? Why do you want me to line that song up? And he says, oh, it's JJ. The song's about him. So the minute I walked in and pressed play, this, your man, his name is JJ. He's a mate of Carebugs. And I yeah. wrote the song about him. He used to help them carry their gear around. That's nice. Like that. yeah. So I got to meet, meet JJ of JJ's song fame. So, that's class. Yeah. I met the lads in the band a few times to work around as well. Yeah. Nice lads, yeah. Um, so is that it? That was fun. That's yeah. just an explanation. It's mostly about, obviously, the mixes and the playlists. Yes. Uh, this one isn't in any particular order because we didn't no. get to confer too much as in in terms of blending it right. Mm. But, listen, all these songs do fit well together by their nature, I think, a lot of them anyway. Um, I stayed away. From, I was going to put a horse lip song on it. What were you, what, what, what missed, what did you have? Do you, I know you just said you struggled to get the list together. Uh, so. I had horse lip Charlet instead of Derek Dim. I realised it's not going to, it didn't, yeah. uh, didn't make the cut. For I this had, one, I got a Wilt song and it's sort of got Wilt. Yeah, Jesus, I forgot about putting yeah, one of them on. Care about too, really? Yeah, like, I had a care. I had that, and I had a, I got a Rev song as well. I think I got a Rev songs, and it was a, there was a there was a band. It was a kind of a punk band. Right now, my brain isn't working. Was it, it uh, the Keds? It was the Keds. Keds. The Keds. Their Keds. And there's a song called Ladies and Gentlemen of the Jewelry or something. It's just stupid little fat record style, three card trick, fucking Blink 182 yeah. style, fucking 
crappy but deadly pop punk song. And uh, I, I, listen, there's a bunch of those songs down the round, but I don't think the world needs to hear them. To be no, and I had it, Republic of Loose. Uh, girl, I'm gonna fuck you up, but it wouldn't on this playlist. It would have stuck out like a fucking sore thumb. Yeah. Listen, we'll do more of these. We didn't do terribly because I can say safely say they're too big. Well, they're not no. as big. They're not even as big as Shane O'Connor. So I had disgrace lands to go on. Listen, we're gonna do another one of these another another stage because yeah. there's too much great Irish shit, even from the nineties, even up to now. We'll try and get modern ones, but these are our. Like we've we just done fifty minutes on twelve songs. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. Any more? Um, we'll no, no, I just want to, just for some so, honor, honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, absolutely, we can do a multitude of these things and try not to repeat ourselves. But, yeah. Uh, we'll leave it at that for now, and uh, we're still working on uh, our next couple of shows and the themes for them. Um, so, again, if you've got a cool idea for a theme, just post it up on the Facebook page or send us an email to I don't know at don't know.com. Just the page when you see the page. <laughs> yeah. If if you got a link, if you're at a link, either your mate gave you this or you found it on Facebook, so you'll already know where to message. Yeah. Right. Night now. <laughs>